Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. What the f*** is going on? I like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? From Podcast One, this is Unwaxed. Get in, Lizzie, we're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Unwaxed. To another Tuesday. Thanks for tuning back in with us. We are happy you're here. Did you have a good start to this morning? Because um, if I'm not mistaken, you have had a rough start to the morning with your car. Yes. I currently have my car door handle in my purse right now. Um, I won't get into the logistics of that, but I was, uh, I am covered in tire grease. Yes. She had to, we, we were looking it up online, trying to figure out how to get this car to actually lock since her key battery died. But I now, feel like we're, quarantine is making me a dumber person. Like I just can't figure out. We did figure tasks. it out. We did figure it out. We have your door handle, and the car yes. is locked, so we did figure it out. But whoa, well, do you hear that voice crack so right you now? Going through puberty. I know that's I'm, so cute. Well, actually, the thing I did this week kind of treated was like a teenage boy. I, I'll t- we'll do our wax and wane then right now. Okay, let's. Do I'll it. start it off. So hi, I'm tan. Bronzed. We just come, came back from Tulum. Oh, God. Just rub it in everyone's faces. What do you mean? I'm relaxed. I'm zen. <laughs> no, but, and I mean, we can get into that a little bit after, but low. So I don't know if you do Wait, hold this. on. Backtrack. No, wait, no. I, your high is that you're tan and bronzed and blonde? Yes. What about I, I it? <laughs> I just feel it? confident. I feel good. Okay. I look, hey, you know what? I'm owning it. My hair is long. I haven't cut in a while, but this is my low. Um, I don't know if you do this, but I I shave my face. Do you shave your face? Will's nodding his head. I've heard about this. Okay. It removes um, like a I'm skin gonna, layer I'm going to own yes. that I shave my face, too, because if I didn't, I'm pretty sure I could grow a handlebar mustache. Yeah, okay, so I just realized also sure. this morning, I'm like, I need to pluck my mustache. But Ooh, I know, I just, this is bad. So I was starting to use this, like, little shavers, new. I'm mm. trying to get all the peach fuzz off, trying to get the dead skin off. And then... While I'm shaving my neck like a prepubescent boy, I cut myself. <gasps> oh, that's bad. That? <laughs> like, oh. Of my neck. And it wouldn't stop bleeding. And now I just have this scar or scratch. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing wrong. I don't know if my angling was wrong, but I had to keep like toilet or tissue paper there. And I was, I looked in the mirror. I'm like, I look like my dad. I don't know why I have this vision in my head right now with you, like, covered in shaving cream. Like, you're actually Oh, yeah, that's... The thing is, I was kind of doing that because I was trying... I'm like, okay, I can't just, like, do it without anything on. So I was Mm -hmm. like, maybe I put, like, lotion on. Anyone that knows how to actually do it, you're probably freaking out what I did, but... Yeah. I'm pretty sure my Wayne is worse than your Wayne. What's... So what's your high, though? We'll start off on a high point. Are y'all ready for this? Yeah. I have a date. First, Sophia, you're not the only one out there in the dating world. I have been absolutely single, hardcore single. Sistine has been thriving. Well, let me tell you why. I feel like I've been manifesting a certain type of guy for a very long time. And I say yes to everybody. And every single time I'm with a friend, I'm with my neighbor, with anyone. I'm like, you got any singles? You got any guys? These are what I like? Anyone? And now... All at once, all in one week, I'm getting... She blasted her dating resume for months. Yes. And months. And And I also have to say, my Zodiac for this month, don't roll your eyes, 
It said for the past six months, every single day, trouble with sex and love and relationships. For six months, Will. Six months. Mine was every month was great. It said, I'm thriving in those areas. Mine said the opposite. It says, I need to go inward and look at myself. That sounds boring. Boring. But what, what are you guys doing? I don't know. Oh, fun. It's kind of one of those things where it just got set up and we have not talked since. But guys, a this little... is a man. He's not a, a boy. He's mature. He has a job. He's going to take but her But let out. me tell you about my Wayne. That kind of puts <laughs> a damper on all of this. Um, TMI, please don't check out after you hear this. But your girl got a little case of the... Uh, not COVID, of the Montezuma's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I got Montezuma's Revenge. Have you guys ever seen Ew. that? Stop. Have you ever seen? I'd like to think of it as if I'm in Sex in the City. Do you remember in the second movie when they're all in... Was it Mexico? Were they in Mexico, the first movie? Or was it Greece? When Big left her? Yeah, and they went on her honeymoon. And she opened her mouth, drank the water. Yep, that was you. Yeah, Sistine's stomach has been hurting for the past week. I've been fine. But I feel but- skinny! <laughs> You're the worst. Don't please just don't tell him that on your date. You don't need to. Yeah, no, to me that's what I like to open up with. Hi, I have the shits. What's your name? Like, well, I just talk about Tulum, but actually we can just go into talking about Tulum. That was awesome. Oh yes, we did a little bit of a escape, but it was very, very isolated. Like we were not in the part of Tulum where there was people around. Like this hotel was maybe yeah ten percent. Ma- occupancy like there was no one we there. did it right we got tested before we got tested when we came home yeah we took every precautionary measure it was but it was really nice and that's was why nice. was like i'm blonde i'm brown because we didn't move yeah. every single day we didn't go to a party we didn't barely went to dinners it was laying on the beach for 12 hours and drinking and drinking that was it <laughs> it was great <laughs> now we're back here and we're in our house no but we are really excited to bring on this guest and i know we say that about every week and every guest that we have but this is one that we've had talking about no we've been talking about this guest and this topic since the beginning of when unwax was born yes when we were trying to write up a list of people this person was on our list this topic this guy we're so excited so we're just gonna bring her on because we can't wait another minute sex baby Right before we bring on our guest, we are going to introduce the winner of the Saltwater Lex competition. Woo, 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 woo. It is Abby Nizo. Okay, Congratulations, you're, girl. Abby, your Instagram is A-B-B-E-Y underscore N-E-I-S-E-L. Check your DMs, girl. Congrats. Spend your money at Saltwater Lux. I can't wait to see you sporting the clothes. And thank you for supporting our podcast. We love you. Love you. Here's the thing, guys. The dream of having straighter teeth can become a reality for you. It's one of those things that we would love to do for ourselves, but just haven't done it. This is it, you guys. <laughs> Thanks to Candid, straightening your teeth is simpler and easier and more comfortable than ever. Candid Clear Aligners are comfortable, they're removable, they're practically invisible, like underwire braces, so you can transform your smile without anyone noticing. Candid only works with orthodontists, never general dentists like other companies, plus your supervising orthodontist will be there with you every step of the way. The average Candid treatment is about six months. What? You can start seeing results way before then, and the costs are thousands less than braces. What, you guys? Come on, Candid. If you're not doing it, I'm doing it. Even though Sophie and I have had braces, we wish we could turn back time and use Candid. 
So start straightening your teeth today. Right now, all my listeners can save $75 on Candid Starter Kit. So go to candidco.com slash unwaxed and use code unwaxed. That's candidco.com slash unwaxed, code unwaxed. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. CandidCO.com slash unwaxed, code unwaxed. Hey, everyone. We have to talk about something. What? Hangovers. Oh, God. I know. We hate those. You know, being young in your 20s, we love to have fun, right, Sophia? We like the occasional tequila every night, you know? But we hate the consequences that come with drinking alcohol. So we are so happy that we found a product that makes you feel better and stay healthy when you drink. I'm totally serious. This changes your life. You guys, CBD Talks. It is a CBD-based hangover remedy that targets the physical and mental aspects of a hangover. CBD is a natural compound found in hemp, so it makes you feel calmer, alleviate pain, nausea, and gets rid of toxins in your body. Yeah, there's all natural antioxidants like electrolytes, vitamins, detox agents to help you feel better and to help your body recover faster. I just want to make sure you guys know that it has 0% THC, so it won't give you that like high feeling anyways. You guys, they're really cute. They come in this blue and white gel. You take one to two capsules. It's super easy. So I'm going to tell you guys how you can get in on this amazing offer right now. We have a special 20% off discount for you. Go to shop.getcbdtalks.com. That's shop.getcbdtalks. That's cbdtox.com. And use code UNWAXED at checkout. They offer a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose trying it out. Again, go to shopgetcbdtalks.com and use code UNWAXED for 20% off. You can also find them on Instagram at cbdtalksremedy. Let us know what you think, because it certainly helps Sophia and I, so I definitely want to hear if it helps you guys. Just say you feel the way that I feel. I'm feeling sexual, so we should be sexual. Also known as the Dildo Duchess, this lady is the CEO of an online educational sex toy store called Spectrum Boutique, co-host of her own podcast called Hot Brain, love that name, and author of the newly released sex education book called Cardinal Knowledge. Please welcome sex educator Zoe Ligon. Me. Oh it's a pleasure God. to meet finally. No, we are so excited yeah. you are here. And, and you're beautiful. I was just yeah. like, when you walked into the room, I'm like, you're so pretty. No, I've already like watched all your videos on YouTube oh. in person. I was like, oh. you know? I actually have a full face of makeup on, which is a rarity in no, this don't tell COVID the, world. It's, it's, don't tell it's the no natural. It's natural. This is the way it always we is. Like, I lied. We literally we wake, wake up, up in like the morning. This. Yeah, so I want to <laughs> jump right in and talk about your new book, Cardinal Knowledge. Yes. So tell us, what can we expect from this book? So this is a collaboration with my best friend, Elizabeth Renstrom. I've known her over 10 years now, but she is the photographer, uh, photo editor at The New Yorker right now. Oh, wow. Um, we met working at American Apparel in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that. American Apparel was so cool. It was hot. It's awesome. I love it. Back in the day, yes. Um, but this is like... PSAs or public service announcements that Mm -hmm. I think everybody should know about sex. And it covers a wide range of subjects, 
but each page is one topic. So, mm. oh, I like that. You know, nothing is a huge deep dive on any one subject matter, but it's supposed to kind of get the wheels turning, plant a little seed right. on I different subjects. It. And, and then, it says yeah. sex education you didn't get in school. Yep. Because this was made yeah. for me. Because I remember sex ed, I knew nothing. I remember actually figuring things out. Like when someone would say, Oh yeah, I pop my cherry. Like I was a sophomore in high school, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I do that like every weekend." Like, <laughs> I, I have no idea. No, no, what I, I'm thought talking a, about. I thought a blowjob was literally you blow. I thought I thought like that. that as well. No, but it's just like I I didn't learn anything. So yeah. it's it's really nice that these books exist today. Because yeah. Finally, we need to educate the youth. Have you been getting a ton of responses from that? Yeah, it came out like exactly a week ago, <gasps> oh. and it's been really lovely. In that it's also kind of a coffee table book. You could just mm-hmm. flip it's through it if you want. Right. It's unintimidating, but you could also read yeah. it cover to cover if you want. Um, it's super surreal to see my book. Like I know. It's physical form. Yeah. Do you have like, a favorite chapter of yours? Ooh. That's a hard question. I like a lot of them. One of, that I think is an odd fave is the foreskin page, which oh. is something that in the United States we are not ever talking about because like the average person does not have foreskin but in every other country except uh, Muslim uh, Israel Muslim countries Israel etc like everybody else has foreskin this is only normalized in the United States I know when you hear about it here everyone's like they have that or like what do you do with it like what do you how do you mess with it like it's it's so it's foreign to everybody and that's I think it's so important that we know I mean that it's normal and Uh it's like everyone no I love it love that you're normalizing this taboo conversation so I kind of want to go back and sort of dive into what made you sort of a connoisseur in sex Mm. talk sex toys and like what made you want to be vocal about it definitely I was making porn art when I was 18 cutting up old magazines and like making collages and stuff oh very (laughs) around the same time as when I found sex toys because I'd been having partnered sex Starting when I was 14. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until I was 19 I got my hands on a vibrator. And I realized, oh, I've never had an orgasm before. You're like, a whole new world. Exactly. <laughs> and so, like vibrators are just like any other tool in the world. They mm-hmm. like, yes, you can use your hands and do this thing. But here's a device that will help you, yeah. you know, bridge the gap if there is one. Make it certainly right. a little bit more attainable if orgasms are just out of your reach. And they mm-hmm. certainly were for me. So... Well, people think, yeah. I feel like people assume that with that, people, you're just supposed to know that mm-hmm. you will like instantly put your hand on there and it's like, everything's going to be figured out. I'll have an orgasm and I'll figure it out. But these toys help people get to that point and know, okay, I actually can climax. I can do it and I don't need someone to do it for me. Definitely. I mean, I was having sex that was only informed from like porn and non-pornographic movies. Right. I think that something I've been aware of so much more is how the movies I saw growing up really brainwash me to see love and romance a certain way that's actually pretty toxic like right <laughs> even going back to Cinderella I mean yeah it, 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 Disney you really is huge with break that. it down a hundred percent so I think that is a perfect segue into like talking about masturbation definitely because yeah. a lot of my girlfriends and even some guys they're like oh and they're pretty open about it they go I just have never done it and they're in their early 20s or mid 20s and they say they feel uncomfortable. It's weird for them. So mm-hmm. if you yeah. could give those people some advice to maybe how to, like how start, to start. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that is 
not unusual at all. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what age you are. There's people who are middle-aged and beyond who have never had an orgasm or touched themselves or even had partnered sex. Right. And for me, it was like, I didn't enjoy the sensation of my own hand on my body. That's not true for everybody, but Mm -hmm. I was like, that... And sometimes it's a trauma route. Sometimes it's just like the way your body works. But for me, a vibrator was literally like, okay, I can directly interact with this thing Mm -hmm. that directly interacts with me. And even since then, I've changed the way I masturbate so much Mm -hmm. that our sex lives are always going to be changing. Totally. And it does take a lot of patience for all of us. And trial and error and even finding the things you don't like will help you find the things you do. I totally agree. So what would you recommend would be a good starter vibrator Aha, that's a great question and also a trick question because it really just depends on the person Person, right of course i think a good rule of thumb is pick something versatile because uh for instance if it's a vibrator you could use it externally or internally not just something that's only for external for instance you're just going to have more options so Mm -hmm. if you don't like using it one way there's another way. Mm-hmm. I've certainly gotten toys where I'm like, nope, this is not for me. And, right. you know, you can't return them. That's a bummer. <laughs> Just but... try it out, though. <laughs> you can put them on your mantle. There you go. Yeah. I have lots of those on my mantle for <laughs> sure. And uh, definitely experimentation. And try I, different categories. I feel like people don't realize the health benefits that are also behind masturbating. And almost when you once you embrace your sexuality and you have an orgasm, then it's that what do you? What are like the benefits behind it? Do you know oh specifically? Oh my god! Uh, I'm I'm certainly no doctor, but it is definitely stress relieving. Uh, you are just like dumping uh, endorphins into your system. I mean, just like right. how exercising makes yeah. you happy. Uh, so does masturbating and pleasure stimulation. Even if you're not having an orgasm, even the journey there is just really good for your Who heart. Doesn't literally. want that. Yeah. No. So actually, <laughs> I actually googled it this morning. And so studies have shown that it reduces stress, increases relaxation, increases wow. focus and concentration, a.k.a. post-nut clarity, yeah. mm-hmm. helps alleviate anxiety. With that being said, why do you think the act of doing it is so intimidating? Mm. Because I feel like, oh, my God, this sounds great. It's free. You can do it any time of the day. You could do it multiple <laughs> times of the day. And it's yeah. like you don't need to, like, smoke to get this effect. You can right. just get it on your own. <laughs> yeah. But why do you think it's a little bit, like, I don't know. It's very just a sensitive topic. Yeah. Why is it not spoken about enough? I think on one hand, you have people who are like, oh, if you're having, if you're fucking enough, then you don't need it. No, No, you're like, but I agree with that. You're like, oh, oh my. I've heard men say, oh, I don't need to do that because I get it in other ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you could be having all the sex you want and masturbation is just a beautiful thing to compliment it. Um, or just do on its own. You learn so much more about your body mm-hmm. right. through masturbating. And if you do want to have partnered sex, it just makes it that much easier to communicate to a partner. Yeah. I think the stigma comes from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think religion is one big component, even if you're not religious. Totally. It's like all around 100%. us. Yeah. Not so much in California, but I live in the Midwest. <laughs> oh, and yeah. It's, you know, a little bit more conservative. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you still run into people wherever you are LA New York there's people who are totally still getting those messages from the environment that it's sinful shameful and I have my friends that aren't even that religious that have parents that just never taught them or weren't comfortable enough to say like oh you can do this this is okay and so they'll never get into it until their friends maybe say oh try this out and and some people don't even get to that point until like 
way later and then you're like oh god I never got to actually experience that with myself I mean it's never something you can not do like you can do it at any age but I think it's almost better to start earlier or when you're I don't know I guess in your 20s or teenage years yeah I mean this is so taboo to talk about but like from birth there is this exploration like babies and I'm not saying that sex education isn't something you have to be aware there's age appropriate sex education Mm -hmm. and the most basic fundamental building block of that is like bodily autonomy so there are aspects of sex education that don't directly concern sex that like we do pass on to the people in our lives and I don't think it is solely a parent's job I mean I don't think I'm not saying that a parent should teach their kid to even masturbate it's more just like do they feel welcome to ask you the questions when exactly. that does arise? Yes. Yeah. And it's a lot of one-minute conversations instead of one big, long conversation mm-hmm. over time, you know. What's the difference um, between boys and girls? Like, what are the di- like the percentages of masturbation? Because I know men yeah. are way higher, obviously, than girls in assuming. You would think that, but we're actually so much more alike yeah, than we are different. Yeah, do you like that myth? I yeah. want to debunk that. I think that if you have a penis... Uh, the the fact that it's external you can see it with your own two eyes there's a lot of uh scientific research on sexuality mm-hmm. concerning a penis the structure of the internal clitoris was only fully understood in the mid 90s so oh my god i know what? we've understood penises for all of humankind and Till also in 90s it doesn't help that to have like internal anatomy, you can't see everything yeah. without a hand mirror. We're just tucked yeah. very nicely inside, like and a how, cute little package. And how often are you going to get a mirror and just like stare at it? Like no one just thinks of doing that's that. That's scary itself. It's, it's yeah. intimidating, and that's your that's your best friend. She's there. Yeah, yeah meet exactly. her. Hang out with her. Figure <laughs> out what she likes. But I mean, every, again. W- it has so much less to do with gender and I think that there is this idea that like men masturbate more mm-hmm. um, I think that there's just a lot more conversation about it Yeah, and there's words for masturbation with the penis jacking off uh, rubbing I mean but like there's not as many for when it comes to a vulva like True. everything is kind of like jacking or like wanking or like yeah, mm, yeah no, I don't know I, I'm sure it's like cultural <laughs> wherever you are I mean but... it's like oh there's always a trend that someone's thinking of now that is just like yeah uh, right I feel like our sister was yeah, saying yeah we were TikTok saying that in high school it's like the ways that you describe like hooking up with someone if you're like oh we're hooking up that means you're making out but my mom's like wait they had sex like it's just yeah. it's so always changes and then like to, to even older people hooking up just means hanging out like it's, my dad yeah. used to say oh let's hook up later I'm like no 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 like yeah like, yeah. like does not mean hanging out. out anymore like <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> you know I really want to talk about orgasms yes that's been a big top who doesn't like them we love the O <laughs> and I feel like they're so um, misunderstood or you don't really know some people don't know how to get one and some people like get them all the time or can you do multiple it, there's so many questions behind yeah. it so to the basics how mental is an orgasm oh yeah that's oh a great question I think that <laughs> depends on the person for sure there's some people who can have like full body orgasms and mm-hmm. I know it sounds like a joke or whatever but people who can just like get a massage and orgasm I was watching a documentary the other day and it, I don't know if it's tantra or something but the man wasn't even touching her and was just hovering yeah. his hands over her and she was orgasming yeah I mean tantra is its own uh, like energy work 
that's its own oh, can world. of worms. <laughs> and I think that Tantra is really amazing in that it talks about energy work. Are you mm-hmm. talking about Unwell, by the way? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm really glad you brought that up. I thought that documentary did, or, you know, docu-series, whatever, uh, did a great job of showing the positive aspects and also the predatory aspects yes. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's also something that people really care about when it comes to healing from trauma. And sometimes that is a really great door into that world of your body but that's something you can also do at home right with your mm-hmm. with a partner or by yourself I recently kind of made this metaphor of how for me at least vibrators were like a metal detector on my body like oh my like it was like I didn't know the spot was here until I used the vibrator on it that's oh, so that's funny so fu- that's actually a great way to put it yeah because you have to put it everywhere and then something will just click and I didn't yeah. even notice that before you know, I'm not saying holding a vibrator up randomly <laughs> Like on my but, ear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Clicks. again, for some people, but <laughs> it is very mental. It's mm-hmm. very easy to distract yourself and like right. uh and like of course people will be like, think about baseball if you don't want to like the yeah. jokes like that. But yeah. it is like so easy to get thrown off, especially um like we're living in a particularly difficult world right now mm-hmm. and nobody has the sex drive that they did before. They don't. I agree with that. And that's why I'm thinking, because some women say they never had an orgasm or they just can't orgasm. That's why I'm assuming maybe it is mental because they can't focus and they can't just be in the moment and feel the things they want to feel. And it is hard when maybe like you've had a preconceived notion of it or maybe it's a religion. Or, or your, previous circumstances yeah. with past relationships. Yeah. Like There's a lot that can go into it. But I want to talk about faking an orgasm oh yeah because i feel like we've all done it and we need <laughs> I to definitely stop have. it mm-hmm. but my question is is it your partner's responsibility to give you an orgasm or is it your responsibility mm. i don't think it's anybody's responsibility that's a good answer yeah. and if it happens it happens and this is also yeah a good segue from the last question into this is that I think because we define sex typically, and we're starting to change this, but it's typically uh, penis in vagina intercourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what we see in film and porn. Uh, that type of sex works really well for a penis, not so great for a vulva. The vast right. majority of people need external or external paired with right. internal yeah. to orgasm. So for me, at least, it was like I was just having penetrative sex. No clit action was going on. It wasn't until... Yeah, exactly. And some people don't like penetration, and some people hate external stimulation. Right. But even when you are having, like, intercourse or whatever, the clit can still be stimulated by your partner's, like, pubic bones, Mm -hmm. stomach, whatever. Mm -hmm. So even the internal parts of the vagina are still connected to the clit. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time the emphasis is not being put enough on clitoral stimulation, but also including the internal parts of the clit. Do you Mm -hmm. suggest that for people that have a hard time getting off, that they should just start there maybe if they can't, if it's hard for them to climax with their partner or? Yeah, I mean, whatever you feel comfortable doing, I think statistically focus externally because Mm -hmm. that's where most people are achieving orgasm from stimulation. And some people want to categorize categorize orgasms like this is an intern a uterine orgasm. Yeah. yeah, I think they're all the same, and you can certainly get there different ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there isn't one that's like better or whatever from the right. other. They're all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you can like someone can use a vibrator on you. That's really hot, but people aren't used I, to seeing but that. I feel like guys get kind of 
insecure about it. Because they get intimidated. I can't do it. I can do that same job. But what do you what do you suggest for someone like if you want to go twice in one round, for example, is that possible for, for everyone? Girls? Is it is it sort of like a your body depend is different from someone else's body oh. and they can't do the same thing, or is everyone capable of doing it? That's a great question. I keep saying that, but no, you're really asking great <laughs> oh, questions. Uh, we all have like not to use clinical terms, but it's like an orgasm builds in desire like intensity Mm -hmm. there's like the plateau phase where you're like i feel like i'm on the precipice of an orgasm (laughs) then you have the orgasm and the refractory period Mm -hmm. but basically the concept of multiple orgasms is you're just kind of like it's like a skipping stone sometimes you skip a stone and it just goes plop one time right but sometimes you can just like ride this roller coaster wave um i think that a lot of factors depend on how you get there. For mm-hmm. me, um, I find it's easier with partnered sex because then I have somebody else encouraging me to right. continue going. Yeah. But it's certainly possible alone. Mm-hmm. It's also quite meditative. Like a book I'd recommend is called The Multi-Orgasmic Couple. It's like oh, a okay. bit of an older book, but there's some really good stuff in there. Check and that out. it has a lot to do with things that you probably saw in the Tantra episode of that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like circulating energy in your body and stuff that's like a little bit more woo-woo than scientific, yeah. but that is how people describe that. And it's easier if you have a vulva, but that doesn't mean it's not possible for everybody. This actually, this like, especially this question, because I, when the way you explain like the skipping the rock, I feel like I've seen so many shows where they go, I just had the most mind-blowing orgasm. And some people are like, oh, it's like orgasm. Is there like a difference? Or do people just have like more of a, like people are like, I saw color and rainbows and waterfalls while I was like coming. And then I I was like, I feel like, I don't even know. I just saw my bedroom wall. I was like, my eyes are closed. I opened my eyes. Is that is that possible? I mean, do people have, like, is there a difference between, like, an amazing orgasm versus, like, a good one? Uh, that's, uh, you're making me think about how we're asking the hard-hitting No, questions. you really are. <laughs> Educate us. Um, <laughs> I think that there's this certain uh, storytelling aspect when it comes to our orgasms. Like, I know that I felt so pressured to have an orgasm that I was lying about having orgasms even to myself like I was like I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that was one <laughs> yeah because um, <laughs> I didn't really want to yeah. think about okay but what if I'm not what does that mean what about me what's wrong with me if I'm not having orgasms but that is like the exact opposite mindset you want to have if you want to have an orgasm right um I think I've definitely had <laughs> there's an entire <laughs> category of porn called like ruined orgasm where it's like someone <laughs> like destroying like or- yeah but it's like haha now i'm removing this too quickly oh, or something God, yeah. um but i think that there can definitely be different intensities to orgasm uh i think a certain aspect of it too is just like how you are engaging with the sex like i think there's mm-hmm. like like in bdsm and kink there's like subspace where you're you're kind of like going into this like literal like different state of different brain mm-hmm. waves and you're just like in the zone um and then there's sometimes where you're just like in yourself by by yourself busting out an orgasm real quick right. with a vibrator. I think that sometimes building up over time uh, and edging can definitely help your orgasm feel more deep and intense. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just kind of like how eating the same meal on a different day is going to hit different, or oh, yeah. like the ingredients are a little different. Hundred oh, yeah. percent. My girlfriend actually really wanted me to ask this question to you. Yeah. Um. What about nipple orgasms? Are those oh. real? Oh. 
Definitely. Like, is that does it vary with each person? Like I don't. You know, I've never had an orgasm through my nipples. That doesn't mean it's not possible. I, I thought not... I'd never say nipple orgasm. Nipple <laughs> orgasm. Um, yeah. There we are. <laughs> Some people have really sensitive nipples. Some people are like, do not fucking touch my nipples. It's uh, okay. too sensitive really? or not sensitive at all. I've had friends who've gotten nipple piercings to make them more sensitive, and mm. it has worked. And I've had people where it completely killed the sensation in their nipples. I didn't even know that could enhance it. I've heard that. Oh. I mean, that's why people get genital piercings, too, because it's, oh, like, adding weight and adding an added sensation, the texture of the metal. I feel like that would hurt really bad. <laughs> just, I mean, it's definitely not one to I'm not a piercing that. gal myself, but yeah. I know it's a thing for other people. Right. Same thing with nipple play. There's, like, clamps, pumps. I like the little, like tiny twisty pump things mm-hmm. right those are really fun um there's just a ton of nerve endings there and like your lips your genitals like everything with the like mucous membrane or oh, like that okay. type of skin texture generally uh even like our fingertips are really sensitive but uh you know it's far less sensitive than your elbow or the side of your right. arm it's just uh our ears then is that another thing that why people get so like turned ears on for ears? sure yeah. yeah at this point i would say like i feel like guys the whole face the, really yeah, yeah a lot of nerve endings true. there more than your back which probably has the you know Nothing. or i mean well there, there, there are, are but things you know what i mean <laughs> less than the face um, <laughs> so i want to sort of pick up on what you had said earlier that um people especially during this time especially during quarantine have been like very not sexually driven yeah. whatsoever yeah. so how do you keep it interesting oh, in quarantine age-old question and then part two how do you keep it interesting in a long-term relationship yeah things are always going to be changing your sex drive will wax and wane throughout your life no mm-hmm. matter whether there's a global pandemic or not medication is a big thing that impacts that also just hormonal changes mm-hmm. the time of the month of the menstrual cycle certainly right. affects it um, but just, I think trying to see your body as something that you wake up to every day and it's completely different. You are going to greet each day differently and what worked for you yesterday might not be the same as today or tomorrow. Right. Um, that translates pretty easily into romantic relationships. And I've heard people say it's like, you have to re-fall in love with your partner over and mm-hmm. over again. Yeah. And there is definitely such a thing as new relationship energy. That's a big word in yeah. non-monogamy yeah. world because – ooh, spitting. <laughs> because <laughs> getting it, so into it. <laughs> it's impossible for a new relationship to not uh, – to, to be, like, feeling the same exact way as a relationship you've been in for, like, five years. It's just mm-hmm. completely different. And part of the reason – a lot of people, this used to be me, I would constantly be exiting and re-entering relationships because I was trying to get that, like, the initial high thrill. Yeah. yeah. It's impossible for that to last forever. But I sort of feel yeah. like sometimes, some ways that you can keep that yes. thrill is to introduce new things and, and you know, sort yeah. of catch your partner off guard in a good way, like yeah. dirty talk or a role play mm-hmm. or bringing in sex toys. So For, like, beginners, though. Yeah, hypothetically, yeah. let's say this is me yeah. and I'm, I'm in... I'm in quarantine with my boyfriend and I'm bored and we don't really know how to spice up our sex life. Like, what would you recommend? Uh, So many options. I think that long-term relationship check-ins are awesome in any context, Mm -hmm. whether it's every two weeks, every month, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might think you have nothing to talk about, 
But even when it comes to like, okay, what are our relationship rules? Oh, we definitely have always something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, you might find that like, oh, we had never talked about this, and this is you know maybe going to the strip club not during COVID. I don't know if the clubs are open yeah. again, but it's like, yeah, maybe you're both really into that, and also things I like a that. yes mm-hmm. no maybe list. Uh, you have basically a word bank of different sex acts. You can do it like a kinky one oh, or like a very wow. vanilla one. Like it could just be like blowjobs, foot massage, or like maybe it's like tickling or like mm-hmm. wrestling. What or... if you're nervous to bring this up to your partner? Because I feel like a lot of girls mm-hmm. sometimes, or guys, they still know how to introduce that topic because some people are probably a little right. bit more. If you haven't been that way, let's say you have had vanilla sex is fine. Yeah, but, I love I'm Which is always, me. it's always sweet. It's good. <laughs> but let's say you're just like, you know, let's spice it up and we're in quarantine right. or it's been like four years. Yeah. How do you introduce that without like throwing them off thinking, sure. oh, or is our sex life boring? Is it not enough? Use this podcast as an excuse. You yeah. can literally be like, I heard these wacky people oh, talking. No. Like, blame so me. True. Blame it on Listen me. Listen to Unwax. Um, Listen to Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's really... Um, I mean, sometimes just saying, like, I'm really nervous because we've never talked about this before, but, Mm -hmm. like, I've heard a lot of people talking about this. Let's do it. Um, I like to just make disclaimers like that. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, there's nothing wrong with bringing something up out of the blue. I totally get, like, even when it comes to introducing a vibrator, people are like, we've been having sex without a vibrator for years. Why would we need one? Like, is it getting worse? But Uh, no, I mean. It's, like, a fun new thing to interact with. It's just, like, you know, I'm always getting new appliances for my kitchen, even though I think I have everything. You can have three hammers. Exactly. And I always get a vibrator. And if you want that, like, new relationship, hi, this is something new you guys have Exactly. done before that brings in the excitement even if it doesn't work out totally right. well and maybe like it takes a couple tries yeah it's still something foreign so you both aren't totally i feel like it's nicer when you both haven't done something yeah. before and that you get to learn together it's a story and you guys can like oh like maybe that seems cool or like maybe we can try that and then it just yeah. opens the door even just a change of venue like go yeah. camping or like right. i yes. don't know there's it doesn't have to be like a thing you go by as mm-hmm. you're saying it's like the location, the time of day, the position. Yeah. There's so many things that can add variety and make there be an element of newness in a relationship that is old. Right. I love that. So we actually asked our listeners. They knew you were coming on. We have some listener questions. Love it. That we're going to, hopefully you can just help these people out. Bring it on. So the first <laughs> one is, is it possible to have decent sex with a condom? My experience has been no, but would love to ditch my birth control and make him wear condoms. Oh, great question. And definitely there's more benefits to preventing pregnancy than condoms. Mm -hmm. STIs, you know, Mm -hmm. is the main protection against sexually transmitted infections, uh, especially stuff like HPV, which causes cervical cancer. But not going to meditate on that. Um, I am a huge encourager of condom usage. I know that people feel like, ah, what a bummer. Lube is the number one thing you can do to help it. Okay. That was another question. What <laughs> would you recommend yeah. is like the safest, you know, there's latex in a lot of lubes. What would you say is the safest, most sensitive lube? Okay. So you're going to want to watch out for ingredients in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people tend to buy like AstroGuide or IDGuide or like mm-hmm. just CVS brands. Uh, pharmacies are starting to get better lubes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely some that are body safe at a pharmacy. Um 
Spectrum Boutique, my sex toy store, like we try to make sure everything we carry doesn't have any like numbing agents or yeah, parabens, right. which are things that are banned from cosmetics, but not from lube, mm-hmm. which is like going in your it's mucous membrane. So like, right. let's avoid that. Um, it's not regulated the same way as other things, sadly. So um, you're going to want to avoid anything with a sugar in it. Uh, glycerin is a sugar that some people are sensitive to that's in a lot of lubes, but if you're not super sensitive, it's fine. Um, a lot of it is trial and error. I have so yeah. many different lubes in my mm-hmm. house. Uh, all lubes except things with oil in them are going to be compatible with condoms. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to putting lube on a condom, a lot of people are like, well, there's lube on the condom already. Or like, I don't need lube. There's something, right. quote unquote, wrong with me. Trust me. Like, it is for everybody. Yeah. How, how do you introduce lube, <sighs> though? I'm like trying to change yeah. up this question no, to someone that you don't really know it's like let's yeah. say it's a one-eight stand or someone that you've been seeing and you're about and you maybe have a problem getting wet or whatever so yeah how would you say oh like can we do this yeah. like, without feeling uncomfortable without them feeling uncomfortable for me it was like i was having painful sex and not speaking up about it it felt like a rug burn in my vagina yeah and mm-hmm. with condoms sex toys all of that it's just going to help reduce the friction spit yeah. is not lubricant it is spit it's right. gonna work a little bit for like two seconds and then, and then it's then gone it away. Yeah. lube is like there's so many ways you could pitch it to a partner mm-hmm. one really fun way is like i we have such awesome long sessions and like right. nobody can have lo- long sex without yeah. eventually needing the assistance yeah. of lubricant yeah. i don't care who you are if you lubricate in mass quantities says nothing about your body that's mm-hmm. so true because that was one of the questions and the girls was asking like i have a problem getting wet yeah and she doesn't know if it's her fault or if she's like there's something wrong with her but isn't it just some people yeah. are like that some people aren't like maybe during your period time of the month like, yeah exactly medication stress totally. hydration if there's so many factors also, in are it. you having external stimulation like if you have right. a cold if you're like doing no warm up and you're just going for penetration, like I that makes my body tense up. Like yeah, that's no. exactly. foreplay. Foreplay twenty twenty. <laughs> I mean, that's how it is shown in the movies. It's just like yeah, uh, passion. Uh, like I'm inside your closet. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. she orgasms like two seconds. But like, put the lube a tiny drop at the end of the condom, not just on the oh, outside. Okay. The very tip. It'll make it feel better on a penis as well. So it's also going to reduce the chances that a condom breaks. Now, you don't want to drench it in lube because then the condom will come off. Right. If you put a little bit of the reservoir tip, that is like, in my opinion, the benefit of having that tip besides, you know, catching cum or whatever. But (laughs) it helps the head not get so frictiony either. So it's really for everybody's benefit, especially with condoms. My last condom tip, because like condoms are so important, Mm -hmm. latex-free condoms transmit body heat better. Latex-free. Latex-free. I like the Trojan skin ones. There's also ones called Unique Condoms. And I think Supra is another brand. Perfect. Yeah. Those are good too. So go I love for those it. even go if you those. don't have good a latex tips, allergy. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, so another question is, what is an underrated sex position? Oh. Underrated. Something that people just don't talk <laughs> mm-hmm. about enough. Oh my that god. That always I gets mean, the job done. I'm joking, but I'm not like missionary. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think there's some people who are like, this is so boring. And I'm just like, I fucking love missionary sex or like See? legs back okay. like you don't have to be honestly it's like so uncomfortable for like 
everyone's bodies fit together differently. Totally. It's not going to work the way you see it in the little, like, position guide necessarily. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's totally fun to try out different stuff. I'm not saying don't do that, but don't feel like you're, like, not adventurous if you just, like, are going for the the gold standard or, like, that classic 101 sex (laughs) position. I mean, I think doggy style is probably overrepresented because of just, like, the angling is not great for the G-spot. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. what I was going to say, because one of the girls wrote to us that I remember she was saying about doggy that she never gets off on it. And is there a way to make that better? It's just like an external stimulation again? This is my opinion, but I think that it's all about the view for the penetrator more Mm -hmm. than the The, way it's going to feel for the receiver. Totally. Uh, that's not true for everybody. Some people's dicks curve down or sideways. Uh, right. You know, some people don't have a curve. Uh, there's so many ways you could get creative with it, even if it's like you're propped up on your side on a table. Like, doggy style can be interpreted interpreted so many different yeah. ways. Yeah. There are sex wedges that are made by a company called Liberator. They're like, what is sex wedge? So it's like a, like a tiny triangle. Uh, or okay, think about like orthopedic pillows yeah, for your back. Yeah, it puts you on an incline, and if you are lying over that, it not only puts pressure on your stomach, so that when it's like hitting the front wall of your body, yeah. it's going to get more pressure on the G spot. Whoa, um, they're literally so just pillows designed to make sex more comfortable, and it's also great for disability, physical pain, all of that jazz. But like, I also just like to eat snacks on my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Pillow sex too. Multiple uses. <laughs> the G spot is like a urethral sponge. I thought that sponge. was fake. I did too. And it's Wik- real. Wikipedia still says the G spot is fake. What? And it's because it's not a spot; it's an area that is oh, part of the clip. Did okay. we? Th- do you think we made it up? Like, uh, it just there? I mean, uh, this, <sighs> we're just trying to make it harder for all guys. So just <laughs> there's no funding for research. There's a couple studies that people like to point to and say, look, this is conclusive evidence. The G-spot isn't real. Uh. And it's all like men with like six bodies being like, like cold entry into a vagina. Be like, hmm, nothing's there. Oh, uh, oh. Just like a penis, the clit gets erect. So if you are not okay. aroused, good luck finding your G-spot. If you have not found your G-spot, it is anywhere from, like, one to three inches. I have a very shallow one, so I was searching too deep for a very long time. But oh, there's, like, a – it's, like, oh, okay. I didn't even know that was a thing either. There's, yeah. like, a depth Well, how do you it. know if you, you found it? Or yeah, how okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's on the belly side, not my tailbone side. Okay. So I, if I'm stimulating myself, I'm going to be pushing my fingers, like, towards my belly, okay. right? Um. You can also feel, like, gutters on either side of it. If your fingers are in your vagina and you go all the way to the right or all the way to the left, there's, like, these crevices. Okay. So you can treat that, like, the the boundaries of what you're searching within. Oh, interesting. So then as far as depth goes, the texture of it feels like the skin behind your front teeth back here mm-hmm. versus the skin in your cheek. So it feels kind of ridgy and firm, oh. like little ripples versus just, like, smooth tissue. And you can literally see your G-spot if you get a speculum like they use at the OBGYN. Yeah. Uh, but you turn it sideways. Oh, wow. Okay. Guys, <laughs> we're grab- G-spot. We're grabbing our mirrors. <laughs> we're going to go figure out how deep it is. <laughs> Honestly, I uh, shot a video that has never been released because it was right before COVID. But it was like me literally shooting footage of my own G-spot. No. Yeah. And I was like, it was still even weird to me. Are you going to post it? One day, OnlyFans, maybe. 
<laughs> Why not? At I, this point? I, I mean, I already have one. I'm just like, do you I, really? Yeah, I just was like, I don't know if I want to. I was like trying to do a series of videos, yeah. and then COVID messed up my whole plan to do that. Totally. Yeah. That were like, you can you do know. like a quarantine G spot discovery type like yeah. series on OnlyFans. I mean, you can get a speculum really inexpensively, and then all it takes is a hand mirror and lube and you know, be gentle on your body. It's not yeah. comfortable to yeah. put a speculum in ever, but... It's, it takes a speculum and encouragement and enthusiasm. Yeah, fun to maybe spot. a glass of wine. Exactly. <laughs> Even yes. my good friends uh, who know me super well are still... Ner- like, they're like, I want to do this one day, but I'm not ready yet. Yeah. And, like, that's totally cool. Like, I didn't want to look for a really long time either. Yeah. I think when the, it's sometimes like you tell yourself the longer you've waited, it's like, oh, I'll have to confront how long I've been not thinking about this right um and that's okay like nobody tells us how to do this stuff again certainly didn't learn it in school mm-hmm. but Even now you parents, can learn yeah, it. it's not your parents job to teach you this stuff mm-hmm. it is all about having the space to explore and feel safe doing so and you know the tools along the way as it becomes age appropriate so I feel like wow. I could talk to you for hours. Yeah, Same. seriously, this is a treat. I, I'm so sad that we have to wrap this episode up. I know, but I want to encourage everyone to go pick up her book, Cardinal Knowledge. Please plug all of your socials. I am at Thongria, like Thong R I A, on Instagram. And my store for sex toys is Shop Spectrum Boutique on Instagram. Shop Spectrum on Twitter. And SpectrumBT.com is where you can find all of the good sex toys that I curate myself. So Perfect. And check out her podcast, Hot Brain. Yes, I do that with my boyfriend, which, you know. Oh, so fun. <laughs> it's fun to, you know, work with someone you love. And it's, it's love difficult, that. too. Male perspective, always needed. Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah, coming on. Thank you so great. much. From all of us here at the show, thanks for staying unwaxed. No! Be sure to download new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or PodcastOne.com. Follow your hosts at Sophia Stallone and at Sistine Stallone. And be sure to follow the show at Unwaxed Podcast. Your producer is Will Sterling. We'll see you next week. In a noisy, stressful world, quiet is the most valuable commodity. And the cabin of every Lincoln vehicle is designed with this principle in mind. Should you desire a little more melody, our available Revel Audio system will not disappoint. The very same engineering that makes for a whisper-quiet interior provides a studio-like setting in which to rock out to your music, finding harmony all around you. That's the power of sanctuary. And that's Lincoln. Revel and the Revel logo are trademarks of Harmon International Industries, registered in the United States and other countries. It's time for some straight talk. Look, we all know the sound. It happens. Your phone. You fumble it, crack it, splash it. Well, Straight Talk Wireless's new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection that covers those kinds of mishaps. Just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and data, plus more features, like 20 gigs of hotspot and 100 gigs of cloud storage, all on the best networks. Straight Talk Wireless only at Walmart. See mobile protect terms and conditions at assurian.com slash straight talk. Limitations and exclusions apply.